I pretty much ate butter for dinner, so if I have to pause to like take a shit or something, I'm so sorry. It's fine, it's fine. Bad baby. gentlemen boys and girls nomoidians and toydarians of all ages hello there and welcome to the fat and the furious a show where fellow like-minded bad babies have formed an alliance to discuss review theorize and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the galaxy far far away my name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow Grand Admiral Travis to discuss the sixth episode of the long-awaited live-action Star Wars Disney Plus streaming series, Ahsoka, far, far away. I may have grown this week when one of the great mothers, who we will get to, told Thrawn's minion, Morgan Elsbeth, you shall wait, he is coming. But this additional wait would extend only a few minutes. I thought it was going to be like the entire fucking episode. (laughs) At long last, the villain arrived, traveling in style in his Star Destroyer, the Chimera, I believe it's called. And though he didn't do that much, he did not disappoint. Finally, the franchise's live action big blue baddie boy has arrived. While only spending a few moments with our lead characters... Viewers were finally rewarded with a very big, big payoff. In the first five episodes of Ahsoka, Thrawn was mentioned 21 times, counting four more mentions on the Mandalorian. Mandoverse viewers had heard about this exiled Imperial master tactician dozens of times before we've ever laid eyes on him outside of the Ahsoka trailer. That's a big buildup for a big bad. Now, Travis... Even if our pessimism is mostly in jest, we have been notably harsh on some recent uh, franchise and intellectual property installments. But like, Ahsoka's getting really good. <laughs> this like is really good right now, and I'm so happy. Uh, I did not expect this show to pick up to uh, the extent that it's actually at right now. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm very pleased with it. If it keeps up the pace it's going at it's going to be in my top three or four uh of the star wars tv seasons it, it not even like seasons it's just it is such a nice flavoring to the star wars universe in a medium mm-hmm. that like we've gotten stories like this and we've gotten this kind of flavor of star wars the big myth heavy world buildy lots of names and lots of characters and lots of fucking new places and new universes and all of that um but we have never had it treated as kind of prestigiously does that make sense as this yeah yeah but i mean there's andor but well yeah there's andor and andor it feels like that too. Like, um, Android is the best written show they've done. Uh, but yeah, this is, is different. This is still feels more Star Wars, Star Wars and 
uh, pulpy and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. This feels like I was, we were talking before this, like the, um, God, what was that action figure line in the 90s? The Star Wars action figure line where you got like Jack Luke Skywalker. You remember all that? Um, was it called Shadows of the Force? Oh, Shadows of the Empire. Uh, yeah. I know. Was no, it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Something along those lines. But, but Shadows of the Empire. Nintendo 64 games, the fucking comic yeah. books and novels and. Mm-hmm. And and we got like a new bad guy, and he was like a big like green wizard <laughs> dude who looked green like him. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? You know uh, his name. Prince Exizer or Caesar. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I think I it's pronounced Caesar, but in the books yeah, yeah. I always went that word that starts with an X. Um, yes, yes. Cool looking ship. I uh, do remember that much because I had a micro machine of it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I just got a uh, Run the Jewels micro machine pretty oh uh, yeah yeah it's pretty neat um it's actually not a micro machine it's a hot wheels but still i got like a little same concept same <laughs> idea yeah same idea i'm gonna put it on my desk at work um next to my dom toretto charger um so the uh the 90s were littered with these like there's another huge bad guy in star wars and he's not part of the empire he's part of this and there's another galaxy that came and fucking invaded our universe and it's filled with zombie monsters uh remember those guys Um, a bit yeah yeah a bit um where it's just these massive huge stories where Andor definitely feels like an EU novel. It was like, it's like the, you know, what happened in between X and Y, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely like playing in a sandbox and making that sandbox feel so much bigger, um, which kind of has historically been relegated to video game properties and expanded universe novels and comic books. And I guess cartoons for babies. Uh, this has been <laughs> happening for a long time and I just yeah. haven't, haven't been ignoring it. Uh, but here it is getting like the red cart treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for Thrawn and I hope they don't portray him like maniacally. Because, like, Thrawn's a villain who's, he's not even, like, an anti-hero. Like, he's definitely not, he's not a good guy. And and he's, like, unsympathetic and, like, um, he's almost, like, autistic, kind of. Like, I hate to say it like that. That sounds fucked up. But, like, he's, he's well, so- autism. He's a brilliant strategist. That's kind of his thing. He's not going to sword fight them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a moment in this where, like, they're like, don't you want to send more resources? And he's like, no, I need to waste all my resources oh, elsewhere. Like, I can sacrifice exactly 20 soldiers. Yes. yes, yes, no, no. You know, I have thought out every single scenario in my head and X, Y, and Z. And like, mm-hmm. he didn't join the Empire um, because he believed in what the Empire was doing. He joined the Empire as a matter of like, well, I could either starve and watch my race die or do this like everything he does is calculated to the ultimate like kind of um statistic for survival in a lot of ways um and he's intelligent there's uh 
kind of I, I came across like an interview actually it was really weird um between terry gilliam interviewing george lucas or george lucas interviewing terry gilliam mm-hmm. uh back in the 80s and gilliam asked when are you gonna have another bad guy like when are you gonna put a villain in star wars or something like that and lucas is like well you know i do have a villain i have darth vader and he's like no that's not a real villain. Everyone knows Darth <laughs> Vader's a bad guy. He's a giant guy in a black cape who is terrifying. When are you going to have the guy who's your best friend and then at the end of the movie, like, slits Han Solo's throat? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, and started talking about how, like, Lando would be, like, the best villain in Star Wars, basically. Um, and there's that character in Brazil. Um, I don't know the last time you saw that, but remember michael palin's character in brazil and he like it's been a couple years though okay yeah and it also is a nonsense movie um (laughs) that doesn't help matters yes no no it doesn't help i remember there's a crazy like neon samurai or something Mm -hmm. i would remember and i remember the uh the stretch face scene and i want to say uh corporate bureaucracy in some manner yes well at the end at the end of it the do you remember the baby face mask that's kind of like a that's kind of like a striking image from that that movie um but at the end of that michael palin who's like the neighbor of the main character in this movie um he's like a doctor and the government's like hey you need to kill this guy for us you know what i mean like and the movie ends with like him basically like slicing and doing like uh, surgery, um, government mandated surgery on like his neighbor and his friend because it's like, dude, it's me or you. And that's the kind of villain yeah. that like Thrawn is where he's he doesn't do things because he's a malicious person. He does things because of survival and he's very, very good at it. He's famed for analyzing culture of his enemies like there's a quick line in this where it's like find everything out about who's chasing me find out who her master was find out where she studied find out her home world i want to know like literally every single thing Yeah. yeah and i think that read loud and clear in this episode right for people who are like uninitiated with thrawn what do you think yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. In a way that the exposition in the first couple episodes of Ahsoka did not read very well. Uh, no, no, they weren't great introductions to these characters. Thankfully, uh, we've gotten uh, the, actual the actual character building in episodes since those two, but yeah. Mm-hmm. For everything except for Sabine and fucking Ezra. Well, they've tried Sabine somewhat, but yeah, it's not great. It's like character assassination. (laughs) She has no character to be, you know. She's kind of a jerk this episode, a little bit at times. She's kind of the worst in this episode the whole time. Um, But I think the average viewer who's watching this thing as like a casual audience member um, who's heard the name Thrawn sprinkled throughout all of these series. We yeah. finally get to see him. We're like, Oh yeah, no, I, I get it. Like I get why this guy is a monster person. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and he's like a schlub, like he's got like a belly, right? 
I, I did see one uh, meme suggesting that he'd been eating his stormtrooper. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I don't care. Like, he looks like the wagon, uh, the drawing of the character that I, I know. I, yeah. Well, like George C. Scott didn't get Jack to play Patton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't matter. Like you can only see it from the side. Otherwise, he looks fine. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a tummy and he's got mustard stains. Yeah. Like, well, here's the thing: they they're fine. letting the uh, the guy that played him in the Rebels uh, cartoon play him in live action again. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like when his that's brother, a miracle that he looks like him at all. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's he's kind of got a a, a dodgy wig, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like this is Mad Mickelson's brother, right? I don't know if it is. I know their last name is yeah, Lars Mickelson or something like that. Is I it? don't know if it's his brother. I assume it is. They. <laughs> uh, it would make sense to me if it was, but he is the younger brother of actor. Mads Mickelson. So yes, yes, yes. I was trying to explain who Mad Mickelson was to like my boss the other day. Um, <laughs> and I was like, everyone knows Mad Mickelson. He's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. I was like, he's the brother of the guy who plays Thrawn. He's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, he's a guy who like hit James Bond in the dick and was in Doctor Strange and was in Star Wars and was like, yes. he's he's such a that guy, you know? Played Hannibal. Um, I think that would be the, the big thing. But then again, people will think you're talking about uh, Anthony Hopkins, most likely. Say Hannibal. Yeah. Or yeah. Kendall Roy. Or 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 Logan Roy, rather. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was hot Hannibal, right? <laughs> Isn't that a problem? <laughs> no. No, I like his Hannibal better. Yeah, it's like 30 hours to fucking be better. Than, <laughs> yeah. You, Just you know barely what? see uh anthony hopkins but you know about like those like tumblers like dedicated to hot hannibal like all these like thirsty <laughs> people who like wanted to bang hannibal after that show uh i i didn't see them but i'm sure they exist yes yes mm-hmm. yes yes i made those tumblr posts myself <laughs> I, I didn't see them but i posted them you know yeah um, good cook intellectual mm-hmm. good choice in music good choice in wine probably knows a really good tiny italian place you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, when's the last time you've seen the pusher movies i'm going like because there's not a lot of plot oh. here yeah yeah i just want to talk about mads mickelson for a minute yeah yeah uh i've only seen them all once and it's okay. been a few years i they are ones i want to rewatch especially the second one where he kind of takes uh the main role yes he like the, the the push for I guess I should have mentioned what the pusher movies are. Um, we did an They're episode. Films. They committed them to film. <laughs> they committed them to film. No, people uh, wrote down a story and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they wrote a story. I don't know. Those things look pretty realistic. <laughs> like those movies, like might be documentaries. I'm still like yeah. not sure. Yeah. Um, but we did do an episode on a Netflix show that no one watched. It's one of our least uh, listened to episodes, I'm sure, of all time. It's called Copenhagen Cowboy, uh, written and directed by a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Winding Refn, who is one of my favorite filmmakers, even if I don't like all of his movies very much. Yeah. I have a very conflicted relationship with him because like, I watch his films and I think 
the coolest person on the planet is behind the camera shooting every single one of these shots. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then sometimes those shots just don't make any sense, but um, <laughs> they look cool, but yeah, they look great. Yeah. And they usually have some like moody, like new wave music playing behind them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Copenhagen cowboy is uh, what if Superman was a skinny girl who wore a tracksuit who fought Dracula. If that's, uh, what you go into it expecting, I'm sorry, but that's what it turns out <laughs> to be. Um, but this guy, he was a, a Dutch filmmaker who uh, found a lot of success in America after making a film called Drive with Ryan Gosling that you and I both really like and mm-hmm. um, had other American films of varying success. But this guy started his career with Mads Mikkelsen um, back in the early 2000s and the late 90s, making these handheld films called Pusher. And if you like dirty, dirty crime movies, like go watch the pusher movies. Cause they're like dirty, filthy day in the life of a criminal movies. And each one centers on a different character who pops up throughout the, the franchise. So the first one is this one drug dealer, but you know, he buys his drugs from this old guy and he's got this best friend who just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. And the second one is about the best friend who just got out of prison, who also buys his drugs from this old guy. And the third one's about the old guy that they buy the drugs from. I bought those on, on 4k. I think I showed it to you a couple months ago when we were doing Copenhagen cowboy and I rewatched them this year and they're special little movies. And I like seeing these, uh, these kind of like Nordic families. Like I, I was watching John Wick four last night and I was watching it with my buddies and I was like, that's a scars guard. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's a scars guard. And you know, and they're watching Succession, So they're like all in on scars guard right now. Yeah. I was like, their dad's the fat naked yeah, guy from Thor. Who's the stars guard? And then you try to explain it to him. And they're like, yeah, I have no idea who the fuck you're talking about. No, it's just Mickelson like, all over again. It's Mad Mickelson all over yeah. again. Yeah. No, these people are cultured, unfortunately. I, I didn't have <laughs> to go ahead and mansplain it. Um. This episode had like no Ahsoka though, which I really dug. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, not in a bad way. That came out bad, Travis. Yeah. That came out bad. No, I enjoyed it uh, because I predicted that this would be an episode where there was pretty much no Ahsoka. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why they keep doing this a random singular episode in the middle of a series that doesn't focus on uh, the titular character. It worked out in this instance because it. It's still progressing the narrative, and it's also giving backstory on the characters that I'm finding most interesting, kind of. So, yeah. yeah, the villains, and um, yes, it allows for us to stay with specific characters for longer periods of time, mm-hmm. rather than jumping all across. That was one of the things I kind of did like about Andor, where like, I, I. Of course, I liked Andor more by the end of that show, but like I was really invested in Skarsgård and I was really invested in like even like Mon Mothma, like a character like I've known like my whole life. But yes. by the end of that, I and was you like, didn't hear about her until fucking 2021. <laughs> yeah. 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 At least I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't think about like the struggles that she would have had as like a socialite like mm-hmm. going against her government, you know, to like found a rebellion. Like I never thought about that until, until, um, Andor. 
and and I'm kind of thinking the same thing with these um these new Jedi and the Night Sisters and and now we get Thrawn, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. we get this like really really brief opening with Ahsoka um traveling Great. through hyperspace with uh, yeah, the, the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hyperspace looks a little different than what we were saying previously in live action, a little bit like a rainbow bridge. Very of, Star Trek-y. This, this yeah. reminded me a lot of Star Trek, the motion picture, this beginning. I see. Yeah. Um, another franchise famous for space whales. Um, I'm also kind of getting more into Hugh Yang, Hugh Yang, the robot. I didn't like yes. this guy at first. Oh, David um, Tennant? I like David Tennant, but I made fun of Hugh Yang quite a bit in the first yes. couple episodes. Yeah. I kept calling him like sassy butler droid and like talking about. No, you were making fun of him. I was it was No, no, no. I did not. I have not liked this guy um, very much at all. Um, and Ahsoka in her white robe. Um, I thought she would be like this kind of like mystical kind of figure at this point, but she kind of is back to just kind of like lounging around being like, yeah, I'm cool. Like no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) not now, not now. It was, it was kind of funny. Um, And the tell me a story thing. What did you think of this? uh, The segue of uh, a long time ago when I got too far, far away. Yes. I thought it was cute. I'm very uh, hold up on repeat viewings or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's like that. Yeah, so I thought it was, an episode yeah. like this, it is such a departure from the, our main character for such a time. Uh, there was a little bit where she's like, remember the book she used to read me? And he's like, yes, history of the galaxy, part one, two, and three. And she's like, yeah, and the part one's the best. And obviously, or whatever. Was that like an a dig with Filoni because we know he's like a prequel guy where he's like, you know, the first trilogy is the best one. Like the, uh, the prequel trilogy is like the best one. Here's the thing. It's impossible to decipher which one he's fucking talking about because, <laughs> because it could be the original trilogy, the one that came first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or it could but that's not to- a new hope or it could be talking about episode one. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, it felt like something like that. For yeah, Filoni. it did. It did, right? It did. You should be just talking about uh, trilogies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Morgan Elizabeth's space skate ring bridge. Like, mm-hmm. I love this set so fucking much. I mentioned it last week. I love the weird led ring lights and the the robots on the side like controlling the space ring mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about um yeah it might just be like a boring volume set but <laughs> i i think the bridge lends well to boring volume technology um i wouldn't mind seeing star trek implement this technology for the interior ship scenes basically you know yeah yeah Cause there's a lot of that on this show. Um, we noted like that, that first episode especially started off very Star Trekky, And um, I think these interior shots are, are really fucking cool. And like, we were joking about 
this place being called Peridia before they called it Peridia. We called it, um, what did we call it, man? Uh, Purgatory. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it ended up. We now know it's called Peridia. We we called it Purgatory before they officially hey, launched the name. It's kind of working because the uh, the rings of the spine are, are made of purgle bones, so it's like an elephant rig. What did you think of that? It's neat. Think it's neat. Uh, I I think it's neat too. Like it's part of their like migratory pattern or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't like penguins do that or something like that. I have no idea. Uh, you never saw the march? I did not. Yeah, I never saw the march either. Um, <laughs> um, we get some cool, like, world-building stuff, though, because, you know, we've mentioned how this, uh, this main chick, Morgan Elsbeth, is one of the night sisters of Dathomir, the, mm-hmm. like, lava planets filled with space witches who are kind of they're not sith but they're like sith adjacent right yes yes that's accurate yeah they use force magic and they do wield the force but they don't wield it in the same way as the sith or the jedi but they're definitely tapping into more of the dark side of it Mm -hmm. using it for like necromancy and i don't know slime and snails and puppy dog tails or something <laughs> along those lines. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, but we don't, we never knew what their deal was. Right. Um, there's never been like an expanded universe novel being like the history of the, uh, you know, dot the mirror. I'm going to say there wasn't on that. Uh, I, I do uh, the Congress cartoon is where you see most of them. Uh, and the video games. And Jedi Survivor has a shitload of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. All in Order and all that has a shitload of this stuff. Like, there's a whole level where you fight these fucking ghosts of these ladies. That's how I knew what the green fart guy was uh, when when he turned, because I never watched Clone Wars. Um, But uh, she basically just says, like, this is where my people came from. Like, we are from, like, a distant galaxy blah, 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 blah. And mm. we followed the Purgle's migratory route from one galaxy to another at one point in time. And that's how we founded Dothamir, whatever, back in the day. Yeah. I thought all that was really fucking cool. What do you think the cause of the fallout was with these uh, Purgles that don't want to take them across the galaxy anymore? No? So, like, I, w- we'll get into it. Like, I, I, I was talking to you before about, like, what Balin Skull's like big plan might be. And like, I, I recently played Jedi Fallen Order and, and, uh, whatever Survivor. Mm-hmm. And there are these like ancient people who <sighs> it's pre High Republic pre like old republic yeah pre jedi pre sith these like force guys called like the zepho and 
they kind of look like ET monster kind of things, right? Like they they have these like skinny faces, like almost like uh, space jockeys in Alien. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and in Jedi Survivor or whatever the second video game is, you find out that these people eventually started, um, like harnessing the dark side. And they're like, we got to fucking stop doing this. We got to get out of here. And they all left and ended up in like a different galaxy. They followed the Purgles and and got out of there. And in the game, they have a lot of connections to the, the night sisters of Dothmir. Right. That's like the one level goes to the next level. Um, We never find out where they go. Right. But this new galaxy has a lot of the same like iconography of those guys and statues and stuff like that. I assume statues and writing and like the temple thing and the the ruins and and stuff along those lines. And knowing that these night sisters came from there, it would be interesting if like the original Jedi Sith people went to this other galaxy that was inhabited by these people started living with them, taught them the ways of the Sith and like, you know, the, the mm-hmm. dark magic shit part of star Wars. And that caused these people to like travel back to our galaxy to like take it over or do whatever. That's a stretch. I, <laughs> I, I saw some speculation of it out there on the internet. So it's like, maybe it's not that much of a stretch. I, I haven't put the theory on how it all connects together, but I think mm-hmm. maybe the fallout with the whales, uh, might have something to do like kind of with that at some point. Oh yeah. Know. What do you think of the night sisters in general? I think they look neat. Yeah. I think they <laughs> yeah, look cool. yeah, the simple red robes and the the hoods. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's all very cool looking. Huh? This whole mythology and planet shit, like and, and different galaxy it, it it scratched the like Dune itch for me so hard with the Benny Jesuits and the the Chosen and and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I I oh, think they said, look, Dune's been delayed. Now's your chance. Now's your chance. <laughs> Franchise that harbors yeah. most of itself on Dune to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. No, I I thought they looked fucking super cool. I did get nervous when they like met them at the second uh, space um, Stonehenge, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Where is Thrawn?" And they're like, "You will wait for Thrawn." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna wait this <laughs> whole fuck- eight. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah I'm gonna wait this whole fucking episode for these things." I thought uh, the same thing. Uh- mm-hmm. I I like that we got more of. Balin's skull and Shin Hadi's deal, though, like, even though we don't know exactly what they're up to. Yeah, just knowing that getting more of Balin's skull's uh, motivation is what I was hoping from uh, from a, a random fucking filler issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's what this gave us. Like, it's much further on, but just knowing that. There's more to his character. He wants to do something different than what we've seen in Star Wars before. The only downside to it is that this is very cool to uh, some major movies, so we have to assume things don't work out. 
somehow uh, Palpatine returns. Yeah, I did think with them going to another galaxy, it got me thinking about Interstellar and uh, mm-hmm. the way time works different. And like, what if they came mm-hmm. back and it was like much later in the timeline, and that's how we got to the new movies? But they've already established that it doesn't work that way. So I, I just think it's crazy that Dave Filoni is making an entire Disney Plus series to explain how Thrawn returned, and he 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 could literally just say somehow Thrawn returned, yeah, and, yeah. and no people would get away with that. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, I think it's neat that like Peridia and all this stuff was like taught as like legend in uh you know the Jedi Temple on Coruscant mm-hmm. when he was a youngling. I thought all that stuff was pretty cool, also. You know what I mean? Also did the you, uh, did you pick up that there are the fates, but they're talk of the threads and all that. No, what are you talking about? Yes, the uh, the Greek, uh, the three fates that mm. uh, weave the threads of uh, some people's destiny and all that. Uh, yeah, and there's the three witches too, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of that. They didn't do the Mother Maiden crone thing with this yeah. particular version. Yeah, they Mother Madonna and old. Old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. 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 What do you think they were doing with these uh these magical orbs? Maybe some sort of space game. Yeah, they are multi-purpose. I appreciated that because they did turn into a little space lasso at some point. Yes, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They they do like bondage play and stuff with them, like uh, yeah. Cenobites. You know what I mean? I I would like to see the Star Wars equivalent of a Cenobites. Do you think they exist? Uh, the, the Uzan <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe those are the yeah those kind of are the kind of closest thing. Uh, closest thing. They aren't as uh, articulate as Pinhead. You know what I mean? No, no. They they're kind of just they're they're like all chatterer, no Pinhead. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what they were doing with these things. I don't know what these witches are up to. Like in their spare time. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Like. I, I was thinking because they they have this weird like obsession with like immortality. And like, as I was watching this, I was thinking like, I don't understand anyone who wants to be immortal unless you're like super rich and can just get away with being immortal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, how would you survive when you're like 900 years old? Like, when what would you, you do? You'd have to have like eternal youth as well, or it's not worth the, I guess you could just put white face paint on, you know, and like go around looking like a geisha or whatever the fuck these guys are doing. Katabuki Man NYPD would fit in pretty well. <laughs> um, is this the moment where like when they go to the side, Shin Hate and uh, Balin? If it's not, we could talk about it now where she's like, why? Who is this uh, Ezra Bridger person? That's a being yeah. so obsessed with. Uh, yeah, it's a little later, but we can talk about all the uh, Shin Hadi stuff and yeah, you know, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, they say that Ezra, that, uh, that Valen Skull doesn't know Ezra because he's a Vulcan Jedi, which Vulcan is, just means wooden sword. I assume that mm-hmm. means self-taught, non-outside the Jedi order, mm-hmm. Jedi. Yeah, it sounded like calling a Romani person a gypsy or something to me, but... Um, oh, yeah, is that is that not kosher? Oh, yeah. I don't think it's kosher, no. I don't think that's kosher to yeah. do. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I won't go through all the. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's what it sounded like. It's like, no, he's some sort of like dirty gypsy, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't take it as a negative, but yeah. I, no. uh, yeah. But I liked all that because she's like, he's not really like a Jedi. He's self taught. And she's like, oh, like me. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, he's like me, right? Like, right, Papa? But, uh,. <laughs> He's like, no, not like you. You are something else. Like you're not a Jedi. Something you're better. not a Sith. Yes. Yeah, you're something better. And yeah. we're 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 working for something better. And she's like, what is that? And he keeps saying, like, the beginning, the beginning, the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the beginning's here. And he's like, if everything I've heard is true, yeah, the beginning is here, and we're about yeah, to find he, it. He wants a uh, an end to the cycle of the Sith and the Jedi bouncing uh, back and forth in power. Uh, this thing remind me of. Khaleesi at Game of Thrones, and I was thinking about Ray Stevenson and how he's the real Khaleesi we needed. In that, mm-hmm. he's yeah. a real white savior. That, that he wanted, to, he wanted to break the the will, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He wanted to bond the Fremen with the uh, with the people of uh, of uh, Arrakis. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am I, curious to see what they come up with as far as what's calling to him, what mystical forces are being or peoples or what uh i think it's my guys man no yeah i think it's my corporate synergy yeah i think it's my zephos i think it's my zepho yeah. boys yeah um the zepho boys you know what they look like they look like the space muppets from loki do you remember those guys i do yeah yeah uh, the time masters right the time masters yeah no. and they ended up just being like space muppets they, yeah they look like those guys <laughs> Um, that's what I think it is. And like, I hate that I have to say this every time I say it, the last Jedi, a movie that I like, um, (laughs) a movie that I like was kind of the only sequel trilogy movie to acknowledge anything about the prequels, which is one of the reasons why I think it's crazy that a lot of the people who bash the last Jedi are the people who are like, the prequels are good, you know, kind of that crowd, but it's. It's strange to me because the last Jedi kind of acknowledges the prequels are good and had their purpose, albeit it might not be what the people who like the prequels think the purpose is, which is that the Jedi kind of sucked and were the reason <laughs> for, you know, the demise of democracy and the rise of mm-hmm. the empire. Like they're the ones who let this happen under their thumb, under their nose, under their watch. And, it was their order and their refusal to change and that kind of, you know, keeping things the way it is. And, you know, you have to evolve or you're going to die. Like there's that Frank Zappa quote. I used to have it printed in my office uh, that progress is in de- progress is impossible without deviating from the norm, you know, where, you know, we'll never see forward momentum unless we change where we are right now otherwise we'll just stay stagnant and Mm -hmm. and kind of eternally content which is like kind of a dangerous thing and um that's kind of what happened with the jedi so going back to before there was the the bipartisan democrat and republicans (laughs) you know the the jedi or the sith you know the left or the right um would be kind of neat and that's the stuff that I thought the last Jedi set up very well that 
Rise of Skywalker instantly said, like, nope, sorry, Palpatine returned. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. here. Look, Ray's training, so you can't complain about it. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, stuff along those lines. Like, you know, Luke caught the lightsaber this time, you know, all yeah. that stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, Skywalker exists just to address the criticisms of the Last Jedi, and it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even really like The Last Jedi the way you do, or really mm-hmm. at all, but mm-hmm. it at least tried something. It shouldn't have been allowed, probably, but it, after it's out the door, you have to fucking go with it. And it kind of makes sense, like whether or not it was executed the right way, like yes. that take makes sense. And mm-hmm. that take might be what Balon Skull is doing. He's just doing it in a more like prequel appropriate kind of way. You know what I mean? Uh, where it's explained away with a thousand lines of dialogue and a million pieces of lore rather than just a vague concept, you know? Yeah. 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 With- Maybe it'll be Broom Boy, the rise of Broom Boy. I was thinking, what if this is just like a Palpatine cloning facility in another galaxy? That way, the- oh God, <laughs> no, it surely could be something dark side, right? Surely, surely, could be. I don't, I don't think it is. I, so I don't he's think not like a mercenary. He's uh, it's not a canon term, but the the gray Jedi is like the not mm-hmm. light side or dark side, just kind of. Uh, he has a little fascisty in that he uh, he likes he dislikes the Jedi's lack of strength. That yeah, yeah, but that's that's like what the last Jedi means. Like that's what the <laughs> title of that fucking movie means. Is like fuck the Jedi. The Jedi were bad. You know <laughs> what I wrong. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were wrong. There's like this whole part in that movie where Yoda comes and says like, no, the Jedi were stupid. Like we fucked up, like, like admit it. And then like burns down the sacred Jedi text. Um, Those folks were still on the starship though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't, did that happen in Rise or was that in Last Jedi too? Huh? No, they popped up in, in Rise. Yeah, that's dumb. It's very stupid. Bad baby. The, um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the return of Thrawn. It's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. The uh the big ship landing over Space Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Thrawn music was some of my favorite music in the show so far. I loved the way his followers just chant like Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. Yeah. Like you never saw anyone that excited to see Vader. <laughs> Vader, Vader, yeah. Yeah. Palpy, yeah. palpy, palpy. Yeah. Uh, um no, I yeah, never saw him. Just roll up coming at all. <laughs> no, you'd have to say palpy. You'd have to say yeah. palpy. Yeah. Or emperor. Dun, dun, dun. Um uh, Yeah, this this fucking ruled. I love these crusty musty. They call them uh night troopers, not stormtroopers. Yes, the uh, the survivors from the last battle in Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. I uh, I know a lot of people were thrilled to see how battle damage this Star Destroyer was, since it had been battered before they departed into this other galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how battle damaged all the action, uh, the uh, stormtroopers were. Sorry, not actually. Yeah, players. the um, the cynical part of me was very much there are a bunch of new action figures coming now. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm watching the show, I'm actually excited about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait yeah, to have one of these. I'm really just going to be fighting there to buy any. That's 
that's the thing. And did you notice the golds holding their metal together and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, that um one, that's how samurais used to repair their armor. Have you ever seen that? Like uh, uh I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I know it's like a Japanese thing to repair pottery and things like that, but Yeah, and you use this like gold filaments looking mm-hmm. stuff. And um, Star Wars has done this before. One of the only things I like about Rise of Skywalker, I'll say something nice about this movie. Uh, and also it say something. Ended. It eventually ended. No, I'll say something nice. That's something stupid. So uh, Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi, a movie that I like, decided to break Kylo Ren's mask in like the second scene of the movie. And yes. Yeah, yeah. I know where you're going. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. It got people very, very mad. I thought it was great. And then they're like, yeah, let's give Kylo Ren the cool mask back in Rise of Skywalker, which I thought was stupid. But the way they did it was very cool. They had a it monkey Muppet. It very cool. But Dude, the monkey Muppet doing it was so cool. Do you remember that guy? I remember it so much differently. We've talked about this before. I remember him doing it himself as far as like weeping as he's putting it back together. No. I'm sorry, but that's good. I won't let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's symbolic for just Rise of Skywalker in general. No, it was like it, it was a monkey. Uh, it's a, a, a Bobo Frick. That's where he no, no, it wasn't. Right it wasn't. His name is. Elbrek here. I'll, I'll send you the Wookiee for Elbrek, the, uh, the monkey, the monkey Muppet. But uh, he's, he's actually like a kind of like a gorilla, uh, kind of like blacksmith guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember he's a chimpanzee with elf ears. Yes. He's a chimpanzee with elf ears and a blacksmith mask on. Yes. Yeah. yes. He's, pretty, he's pretty cool. Um, but he uses that gold filament to fill it back together. And I thought the the, the night troopers had something very similar. So it was kind of like, oh, look at that. little continuity. Yeah. I, I like the battle damage in general. Also, Thrawn's comes from later on. Where you see it up close, he sees it as a little threadbare. Yeah. I like that, too. I like that, too. And the little, like, condiment stains from the hot dog that he had for lunch, <laughs> like, dripped on there. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, the Dorito dust on his pants, you know, because uh, he was, like, licking his fingers and, like, brushed it off on, on his pants. Yeah. Uh, our main uh, draw here, though, is Enoch. It's around yeah. second in command. It has different masks all together. Looks... rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, guy I fucking rules. Like uh... Yeah, and it's... Is that, like, Japanese or is that Greek? That kind of, like, thing? I was thinking it reminded me of Gladiator. Some of the helmets in there. Yeah. Yeah, there is that that mask in Gladiator with like a very similar kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a face um, over his face made of metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love this fucking thing so much. I love this guy. I like that he talks a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's um, got like that undead voice, like Merrick. <laughs> yes, he so does. He does. He does. So, like, that kind of brings me to what I was about to say. Do you, do you think that these things are living, or do you think that they're they're gas fart zombies? Like the, uh, what's that guy's name, Merrick? Yeah, yeah. I think it's about ten percent are alive, probably. That, or maybe the the ones with the the red 
rope around them or whatever, or the living ones or the dead, vice versa, whatever. Uh, Versa versa? Is a way way to differentiate them? Yes, yes. Uh, You want to know if you're talking to an undead when you're issuing commands. Do you think these guys are, like, were the stormtroopers all clones or no? No. uh, Initially, maybe some, but yeah, they were eventually phased out. That is established. That Uh, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Clone Wars, they kind of gradually phased out the uh, clone Nazis we need. Okay, okay. Uh, we need conscripted, yeah, conscripted people, brother. Okay, yeah. So so these guys aren't just Django fat, like, underneath there? No, no. They shouldn't be. Oh, thank God. But Tamura Morrison needs work, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Tamara Morrison does need work. He'll get his due when Rex pops up in the last episode of this yeah. fucking Well, thing. he's already fucked up. He's getting paid. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so what happens here? They're like, yeah, we got to get everything out of the catacombs. It's going to take at least three rotations, which means like three days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tron says that's uh, totally acceptable timeline or whatever. And I was thinking about how planets have different... Uh, <laughs> Spend time and they just arrive here. It could be a, a fucking three week day. But he knows how long. Mm-hmm. He knows how long that period of time is, and so does um, the Night Sisters because, like, they're from that planet. So we're probably good. No, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably good. Like they know what they're oh, talking about. When they about the Night Sisters, I forgot to mention earlier is that they do kind of establish how uh, our evil uh, imperial people fucking. Found out about where Thrawn was at through the power of dreams. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, it still doesn't explain how the map got in a, an old tomb <laughs> in episode one, but whatever. It's, All right, so yeah. this is where I'm going to start talking about the Zephos again. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the Zephos had these like circle map things in the, the Jedi Survivor games, yeah. right? And Maybe they were the ones who like had that map in like one of their old tombs. They had like know? a general chart for like uh purgle uh, migrating uh fads or whatever. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like we can we can canon head canon our way through, you know, <laughs> with comic book logic how, how this fucking thing works. You know what I mean? Um I also like how <sighs> Like Balin Skull sticks up to the Night Sisters and Thrawn for his decision to bring Sabine with them, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the they're like pissed. The Night Sisters, yeah, like, they are thrilled because she's a loose thread. Uh, they say they yes. should be noted that Shin uh, Hati mm-hmm. uh, didn't appear to be thrilled at the idea of more witches earlier. So I assume that's where the uh, the eventual baby face turn is going to come in when they realize that. The Night Sisters have come to an agreement with Thrawn to hold an undead army or something. Yeah, a hundred percent. And also, like Shin Hate and Balin Skull, eventually. Well, we should say, like, they're like, let's go meet, um, Sabine, like Thrawn, right? And Balin's like, listen, like, she wants to find Ezra. I'm sure you want this guy dead, right? So we'll just use her to bait 
us to find where Ezra as bait, right? Yeah. And Thrawn's like, yes, this is a very good calculated plan, you know, like very, very wise, very wise. Um, and then I'll talk about the thing I didn't like about this episode eventually that has something to do with that. So um, they go, Thrawn goes to meet Sabine and they do know each other, these people, right? From yes, Rebels? Yes, they do. Yes. And basically just says like, yep, you're free to go. I'm going to give you like a horse. I'm going to give you a, a walkie talkie. Here's all my Intel. Here's your weapons. Just like be known. Like we're planning on leaving. So you're going to be fucking stuck here soon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before um, that, was she welcome to come with him? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And like, this is the thing I kind of hate. Like Sabine's like, wow, that's so nice of you. Basically like, uh, and, and like takes off to find Ezra. And it's, it's the thing where like, you know, we've heard how smart Thrawn is, but we haven't mm-hmm. seen him like make a like calculated decision yet. And like, it's so obvious that she's going to find Ezra as like a trap for them to find Ezra and kill Ezra. You know what I mean? Um, And it's using a smart character to do something to another character to make them look dumber than they are. So that guy looks smarter, you know? And that kind of bugged me because this whole show has been like, wow, Sabine's like this immature child baby. And it's like, wasn't she like a Mandalorian princess or something like that? And like, didn't she like lead the rebellion and like a whole city was like honoring her? Like, she's not like a fucking, like a schlub, you know? But she is, she is a woman and her emotions are getting better. (laughs) It is true. Yes. Yes. She just wants to see her friend. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's her cycle. I, uh, Um, when I was watching it, I assumed that, yes, she has to know this is a fucking trap. Though, later on, when we get to that, but it doesn't seem like she's treating it like it's a trap. Uh, she doesn't treat it like it's a trap at all this entire episode. Mm-hmm. And then um, the thing that's making me think, you know, this is going to lead to a baby freeze turn from Shin Hadi is essentially Thrawn lets <coughs> Thrawn lets Sabine go and then sends Shin Hate and Balin Skull to like go find her so you know they can kill her and Ezra and he's talking to Morgan Elizabeth and she's like don't you want to send reinforcements and it's like I mean if we leave these fucking Jedi here it's not that big a deal like you know like we can let these people just stay here and die like it's not a big deal to me and I think when Shin realizes that she's gonna be like you know what fuck the bad guys you know where I'm on your side now I I think that's what's gonna eventually go down you know could be right could be right what do you think of all this Sabine stuff this is that part of the episode that like I kind of spaced out the most during but even though I like this episode we should note that this is the I think the longest episode so far it's like 48 minutes or something along those lines maybe uh, it's like it's one of the longer I thought ones. it was 38 that was 38 yeah these things have like 12 minutes of credits <laughs> yeah it's something like that uh, uh, I don't mind the Sabine stuff as much uh, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, her being an asshole to people, it that kind of bothers me. 
Yeah, she's being There's an a, asshole to this wolf. Like, I, I think we may be overestimating character's intelligence. She nearly shot her hand off with that, that orb she was threatening to explode. Uh, yeah. Don't get closer, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> blow my fucking fingers right off. You'll never yeah. forgive yourself. It'll uh, ricochet into my face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be a blind gunman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like the look of her bandits. They're very, like, samurai looking. Like uh, the uh, the purgatory version of the, like, uh, of the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the back of their helmets in particular. It looks, and with the scale, look, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, the bandit battle. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot to it. It a little bit messier than the previous lightsaber stuff we've seen. Uh, yeah, just in this series, but still yeah. quite good. Uh, yeah. What did you think of our new little alien friends, the Nati? They're oh, little I, I... hermit crab uh tortoise monsters who live under rocks and dress like little pips from uh great expectation i was thinking they looked like an old-timey banker I, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. the monopoly man or something if he had a top yeah. hat or a a, a mm-hmm. monocle that would really complete the look yeah like a like Watto. Though, right uh. <laughs> <laughs> a big old honker yeah, I was thinking you can put a yarmulke on this thing, and it would go under a shell just fine. I, yeah, yeah, like those bankers in Harry Potter. You ever seen those fucking things? I have. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the, the controversy around that and how it's yeah, perhaps what? a little messed up. <laughs> yeah, no shit. They're just like little tiny like Jew goblins who are like, we love gold. <laughs> like, are they like dancing gold? It's so crazy. Uh, we should be saying this. This oh, is released. Yeah, this is yeah, being this is released on. Uh, this is this episode of the podcast will be released on the high holiday. So, like, have a nice Yom Kippur. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yom Kippur, uh, the most important of the Jewish holidays. And uh, sorry, the media loves to shit on you guys. It sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I did not like the little uniform the little the little banker yeah. outfit i thought it was very stupid i wish these people I, just looked like i them. liked it i liked that it was stupid and i liked that they let him jabber on for a good bit <laughs> i did like them jabbering subtitles. yeah i yeah. did like them jabbering without subtitles i just think like because later like she walks them to the these guys walk her to where they live and they live in like a trailer park i wish these guys looked like uh i wish they dressed like like cletus the slack-jawed yokel from from <laughs> the one Simpsons. of the things explodes when you get there just give the illusion that maybe there's a meth lab in one of these fucking mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah there's just like one guy like playing a jug in like the yeah, corner yeah. and like yeah playing the banjo you know bending uh, jody foster over a fucking uh pinball table or something like that i liked the thing looked like a uh, proper muppet at times where yeah 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 it's clearly cgi in some uh bits but it's almost seamless uh, i think the uh the crackle bat dog also looks pretty decent uh for television and for hair um yeah that's the uh the other part yeah like we talk a lot about um cgi and like you know we're not 
visual effects artist in any fucking means, but mm-hmm. somehow you and I have like a good grasp on like the language of computer generated imagery and things along those lines, probably from watching corridor crew videos <laughs> to late at night and things along those lines. Um, but hair is very hard because light hits hair in so many different directions at so mm-hmm. many different ways. Uh, it's very difficult. Like if you ever think about like when you pet a cat in different directions, like in uh, direct sunlight, it kind of like shimmers in all sorts of different ways. Or think about like the way you rub your hands against velvet, right? Yeah. Uh, so hair is very difficult. So I was pretty impressed with the wolf thing. I think Sabine should have been nicer to it though. Hated how mean she was to this thing. I also didn't like that she just kept pointing her gun at the poor turtle crab men. I would have done the same thing. And- yeah, I would have done the same thing. And this thing. Imagine it stole your wallet. It ended up being like uh, <laughs> you thought it was Pip, but it was really the uh, the artful Dodger, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the sound they make whenever they they come out of hiding. Too mm-hmm. good sound design this episode in particular, between this and uh, the Thrones and the, the and Thrones the, were great. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Night Sisters voice echoing and all that very nice. That was great the uh the sequence on the bridge of the night ship i think i was texting you as i was rewatching it today mm-hmm. there's this weird like yep 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 like noise <laughs> going on in the background and i'm like mm-hmm. this is really weird i i dismissed a lot of the score that people are raving about people yeah, are there's only raving been like a, a few bits that i've really uh took note of and uh, i think the thrawn theme is from rebels no, uh, yeah. the version I listened to on YouTube sounded a little different, so I think they spiced it up a bit here. Okay, i i'm I don't want to dismiss the scoring to this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a musician, but I'm not like the level of musician that like any of these guys are. But I'm also a fucking critic, and like when you're comparing <laughs> fucking Ludwig Gerdstein and Nicholas Bertel to the schmuck who fucking yeah, composed Rebels. You're, you're not comparing it to stuff that you've got on your hard drive. You're comparing it to other people who have done Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the Star Wars television shows. Like John Williams, yes, great composer. Michael Giacchino. Great composer, but enemy of the podcast. Um, <laughs> we haven't talked about that in too long. Uh, yes, how yes. My, my hatred for Michael Giacchino. Because uh, Giacchino did Rogue One, right? Um, John Williams did the the sequel trilogy, the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and the prequel trilogy. But Ludwig Gerdston is a special boy. That guy is so fucking good. Like... The scores to Tenet and the score to Oppenheimer are on another level. And I don't end an episode of Ahsoka going like I get hyped listening to the opening to the Mando score that like, like I love that shit. And, um, Nicholas Bertel, who did the music to Andor, while it didn't like stand out as much like as a main theme the way the Mando score did, Bertel is like a master of mood. Like you and I both watched Succession, and that might be like the best score in television history? Question mark. Like 
at least best opening title sequence. It's catchy. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Like that that's like <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to listen to in my car classical music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then you and I are both fans of Barry Jenkins Moonlight and he uh he did the music for Moonlight which is like super interesting. Um he composed it as a normal score and then the director took the recording and played it at half speed because that's how like Houston and Atlanta and, um, and, uh, South Florida based like hip hop music called trap, uh, chopped and screwed is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you like take a rap song and you play it at half speed and then you put like a new beat over it. Um, so Barry Jenkins sent it back to him at half speed and then had him re-record it as that. So he could like, they literally chopped and screwed a classical score. And I'm just like, the guy from fucking rebels is not thinking like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not executing high concept shit at the level that Gernstein and, and Bertel are. Mm-hmm. Although I will say the music in this episode was very fun and the sound design in general continues to stand out. Um, we mentioned the Anakin episode, uh, it really standing out with the lightsaber fighting and the sound design just, that made me miss like Star Wars movies. Um, cause the sound design is so inherently cinematic and I think the lightsabers look and sound has like only gotten better, mm-hmm. uh, including in this show, but the, the little turtles popping out of their shells was it sounded awesome, you know. I I do wish it made like a little Mario, like, you know, like every time yeah. they popped out, it it made the little toad noise. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. I thought it sounded fine. What do you think of their fucking trailer, tra- the trailer park? Uh, they look like roly poly, but just yeah, yeah. Do you have roly polies by you? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't have them up here. Ah. Oh. Yeah, we don't have them up here. We have a thing now called the Spotted Lantern that's like apparently going to like. You're jealous of my roly polies. I'm not. (laughs) The Spotted Lanterns are not cool. They're going to like kill the Earth, apparently. Like I found one in my backyard and had to kill it. I I had to call the EPA. Like there's like a telephone number I had to call and be like, I found one. And they have like community gatherings where people like go around walking the streets like killing these things like i'm oh, not wow. even kidding you it's it's like a problem like we have a bug now that's like a problem and they're not like invasive to humans but they like apparently destroyed like mongolia like they just like they used to like grow crops in china and it's just like nope you can't do it they just like ate everything and like destroyed oh, wow. it and somehow yeah. ended up in new york and like some shipment container and and it's like a problem but we don't have roly poly bugs so i'm kind of jealous because mm-hmm. They they look fun. They're tiny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're little tiny guys. You have cicadas. Yes. Those are crazy you really, things. Huh? You usually just see their corpses. Yes. I got yeah. their corpses. They're husks, rather. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I we had like a summer in the nineties where they they were like back. You know, like I think they're like seasonal. They like. Mm-hmm. They like hibernate for like a decade and then like come out like in droves or something like that. We had like a big cicada, cicada summer one year when I was like a kid and I remember having a lot of fun squishing them because um, <laughs> I was a little shit. 
All right. So here's another complaint. The highly unceremonial reunion between Sabine Wren and Ezra. That's literally nothing. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a thing today where it was like, what white people think Jesus looked like. And it's like (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's like what Jesus actually looked like. And it was Ezra. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, Ezra has good eyes at least, right? (laughs) Yeah, she does. Yeah. I, uh, I was surprised that they gave us both the, the big, not cameos, but like the characters people were wanting most when just knowing about rebels and everything. Mm-hmm. So soon. We have like two episodes left and there's nothing else huge they could reveal. Uh, so I'm glad. Ze- what about thing. my Zephos? What about my Zephos? Uh, yeah, I was saying there's nothing <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sure that you will enjoy it and I will learn to like it and everything. But yeah, it uh it's not as big as a person with a face that yeah, yeah. you can love. It's like an arranged marriage. I'll learn to love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, uh, like a Bollywood I'll movie. like them if they're cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what if they're space Muppets, Travis? Um, this was... Question, right? Yeah. This was so unceremonious where he's like basically like, hey, good looking... And it's like, how you doing, soldier? It's like, pretty good. Happy you found me. That's what it need, just needed. It needed some really bad dialogue to go. <laughs> yeah, it needed me to write it. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Um, Sabine's also a fucking bad guest where refusing when you're invited. Food. Yeah. Refusing food, which you never do. They don't you know how much the fact that they're offering you anything at all is... Every time, so you take them up on it. You see these things living in squalor, mm-hmm. dressing like 17th century Charles Dickens characters. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a little one. I, I think I saw him say, please, sir, may I have some more? And they said, no, we have to give it to this white woman first. And, yeah, uh, yeah, there was a baby there. Uh, it was somehow bigger than... <laughs> The adults somehow, but yeah. <laughs> there was a baby bigger than the adults. Um Bad baby. Um <laughs> No food for you. No food for you. Um yeah, whenever somebody offers you food, you um do it. Um <laughs> I don't know how long you've been waiting. Uh yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. This soundboard is getting ridiculous. Um, yes. What was the one I used to have? I used to have like a baseball park noise, right? And I would say really knocked it out of the park on that one. And then it would go like burr, 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 or something yeah. like that. That was like real old school beyond infinity shit. Like when we first started recording it was like the only thing i had on there was like this weird baseball noise and then like sad hulk music or something oh yeah 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 um yeah i i don't know like if you were searching like this is 15 years right 
The whole how the timeline is with this. The whole original trilogy happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So the historical information, the night troopers were founded in nine ABY, right? Um, which is the same year that the Mandalorian found baby Yoda. Um, so this is probably like two years after 11 ABY figure that's after the battle of Yavin. So that's the end of the, that's the end of the, is that new hope or is that, uh, return of the Jedi? I think it's a uh, new hope. Okay. I think it's the first Death Star being destroyed. Okay. Okay. I can't be on that. Uh. No, no, you're probably right. So it's probably about like two years before that was was Rebels and shit like that, right? Um, maybe three years before that. So yeah, this <laughs> has been like fucking twelve years. No, oh, yeah. And. He's like, so we won the rebellion, right? And she's like, yep, we're good. How'd you get here? Eh, it doesn't matter. This is a fucking murderous. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't. Military technician with an army of troopers. Yeah, I Fine. didn't sell out all of our friends and everything we stood for to let the guy who fucking almost took down the universe back into our universe just to find you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything you did. All the sacrifice wasn't in vain for this moment right now. I'm not telling you that. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why are they doing this to Sabine? It's like total character assassination and very fucking weird to me. Yeah. And like, I think you I, should seriously, I know I've already said it once, but you should seriously consider the idea that maybe she's an idiot. But she's not on the show, right? I know on she's Rebel? pretty. And- <laughs> she is pretty. She is pretty. I know. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, I'm more into uh, Shin Hottie because she talks like a baby person. She's like, but what about blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, at least you're pretty. You know what I mean? It's nice thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of that actress today in like a toy, um, like, Tatooine speeder, like smoking a cigarette, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, my dream girl!" <laughs> like, yeah. there she goes, there she goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a Velvet Underground song played in my head. It I turned into a French. Wes Anderson. I, I'd assume she's French. Yeah, German, she, Dutch, something. Yeah, yeah, something. She has a big glass of wine and a cigarette, and you just know she's French. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> uh. Yeah, Sabine sucks, and and it ends with Bridger being like, "Can't wait to go home," and you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you saying about his entrance to this episode? It is kind of a big reveal for Rebels fans or whatever. Uh, and compared to how they introduced Thrawn, it was this big thing. And then you think about how they handled fucking Luke Skywalker's appearance in Mando season two, and it's this fucking epic reveal. And this is. Yeah, not that at all. Nope. I would have been bothered if I cared about this character before, but I'm kind of indifferent to them. Maybe this show will make me like them. Well, everything I've seen of Rebels, I don't really like this character. That's fair. fair. Yeah. It's one of the reasons, like, I think I've told you, like, I started watching Rebels, and it's, like, taking me a long time, because it's like, I don't like anyone. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. You have to change the mindset that this is a show for... Yeah, young children. <laughs> there were baby people. Yes. Yep. And so yep. it's 
going to be interesting to see how they adapt it to live action where they want everyone to watch. I watched a YouTube video today of Triumph the Insult Comedy Dog going. You remember Triumph the Insult Comedy Dog? I do. I do. Were you a fan? No, not particularly. Really? Really? Yeah. You don't like poop jokes? No, no. Well, I don't like the same poop joke ever and ever again. Oh. I poop on you. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. This would be lovely for me to poop on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, it was it was Conan O'Brien sending triumph to um, the people camping out at like one of the big theaters in New York City for the premiere of Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. and it was just it was just triumph like destroying these people basically, just like going around destroying all these people camping out. Um, and it reminded me of the Rebels fans on the internet talking about this. <laughs> And like me, my attitude towards them, like, yeah, it sounds like a great show for me to shit on, you know, like get yeah, your own podcast, yeah. you fucking fat bastard. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I should me, mention Ezra Slimmer here, they're now on Holocam or whatever they fucking call it. He is. Yes, he is. Well, the Holocam does add 10 pounds. We yeah. do know that. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise Thrawn didn't look bigger on the Holocam now. <laughs> They only showed him from the front. I'm telling you, that side view, it really... Uh, Shows the gut. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, they paint uh, Brendan Fraser and the whale blue. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that bad? Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he's just, like, sitting there, like, I wash myself with a rag on a stick. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're legally allowed to fat shame people anymore. I don't know if I'm allowed to fat shame people anymore. Yeah. I'm not even like that skinny, you know what I mean? No, like, no, just, no. I mean, I'm this guy's not even fat. He's just like, there's a drawing of this character. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's all it is. And he looks like fucking Tarkin. He's Tarkin build. <laughs> yeah, he is Tarkin build. Well, Peter Cushing was in better shape than than the throng guy and Christopher Lee was in much better shape than the throng guy. Mm-hmm. And that guy was like old as fuck. Like it's amazing that Christopher well, Lee was even alive. Christopher Lee was still playing metal at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> had he started his metal band at that point? Uh, Christopher Lee was in his metal band at that point. He was, um, he was also in um, Lord of the Rings at that point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A role you you do have a robe, so you don't need to like get too skinny. But mm-hmm. um, you, do you know like about Christopher Lee being like a super spy? Do you know about this during like World War Two? Like, I, you... I think I've read something about that, but never in depth. You know, uh, he he was like the possible inspiration for fucking James Bond. Like or something <laughs> like that. I, I'm not even kidding. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Like he was like an actual like super spy during world war two like took out mad nazis mm-hmm. like went to argentina after world war two like pretended to be like a like a socialite and, like infiltrated like yeah, yeah. clubs with like card games and like found nazis and like assassinated them with cyanide in their sleep kind of shit like oh well possibly the most interesting person in the world you know <laughs> um, certainly up there yeah friends with like uh tolkien also in real life you know about that no, I didn't realize. 
Yeah, he he was like one of the keepers of like the Tolkien estate. So like the fact oh. that like yeah, the, like you know, getting to be in Lord of the Rings was just like so gigantic for him. But he couldn't commit for Gandalf. Like I think they wanted him for Gandalf, but like he's you know, like he, a villain, so and he was doing Star Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was doing Star Wars, and it was just like too much for him. Um, mm-hmm. and then he got executed. Do it. Um. <laughs> And freed him up. Yeah, yeah freed him up. Um, it is fucking weird how there are two bad guys with names that sound exactly the same in Lord of the Rings, Sauron and Saruman. Like oh, it confuses yeah. like my friends, like who even like it. Where I'm just like, you know, the Eye of Sauron, and they're like, oh, you mean the White Wizard guy? I'm like, no, no, the White Wizard is Saruman. Yeah, yeah. Sauron. You know, um, the, the, the X Men villain, the, the pterodactyl person, <laughs> no, the guy who wrote the social network, no, that's Aaron Sorkin. Um, <laughs> uh, oh my god, do you think with um, with what's his name, the guy who wrote uh, Michael Clayton working in Star Wars? will ever get an Aaron Sorkin Star Wars, like a walk and talk, like kind of like West Swing with Palpatine, where he's just like walking down the Senate halls. Yeah. You know, like, like you saying, don't think so? No, no. Yeah. That, that would low key be my dream. That would like do justice <laughs> to the, the shitty Senate scenes mm-hmm. in, in the prequel trilogy. If it was like, yeah, we're going to get Aaron Sorkin to brush up this dialogue, you know? Um, how's this thing end? It ends at the Night Sisters Fortress. <laughs> we get the Great Mothers. Um, yeah, we see uh, sarcophagus. Uh, we see boxes being loaded onto uh, the ship at some point during this episode. What, what? One might be a sarcophagus. Yeah, they look cacophony. <laughs> they do. They look cacophonous. Yeah, they do look cacophonous. Um. <laughs> There's a really bad Kanye West lyric where he asks, uh, have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? I'll put your pussy in a sarcophagus. And uh, it always made me laugh whenever I hear the word sarcophagus. I um, see. Yeah. And then he claims that he's bruising your esophagus at, after that. I think that's the, the next line. Um, I'm interested in how they get these like hover dollies. You know what I mean? Like I used to be a uh, orderly in a hospital and I would have to move shit around all the time. Yeah. That was like, you know, like you, you basically like you fought crazy people. you like threw away garbage and then like you just move shit around. Like that's what like orderlies do. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've all seen like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like one of those guys. And mm. like I had I was like say a, you lobotomized Jack Nicholson. I don't remember if that's how that ends or not. I didn't lobotomize Jack Nicholson. I did I did bang a handlebar mustache uh. onto a, a patient one time because like I had to shave him. That was like part of mm. the day to day. And I'd just be like, Yep, you look good, and just like let him go with like a mustache. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, out of out of shaving cream. That's all I can do today. And I just had this guy walking around with a mustache all day, um, which is horrible. Now I'm going to hell. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like so sorry. Um, 
but um you know i had a dolly cart like a hand truck that like it had my name on it like that was like my my gear every day and i was thinking about like these stormtroopers or night troopers um who had to move all this shit around and then i see them basically like just basically like pushing things through the air yeah pretty good gig <laughs> it's not too bad yeah. pretty good gig pretty good gig pretty good gig um so like the night sisters are like grand admiral i have something to tell you people are coming our force balls have seen it. These multi-purpose force lasso balls. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, who is it? It's like, it's a Jedi. And it's like, I thought you killed the Jedi. And it's like, never say a Jedi is dead until you see a Jedi dead or something along those lines. Well, she's like, no, no, it's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, our Morgan Elizabeth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But Thor knows it's fucking us, okay? Because he's brilliant. He's actually just slightly more intelligent than everyone else in this room, but yeah. Have you um, have you uh, read the Thrawn Alliance book? This one is the, a new one. It is. It is. Oh, you know, no, I'm not. I read some of the older voices that Timothy's on stuff way back when, but my memory of that is fucking uh, obliterated. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I remember I understand. that he had a, a pet. Uh, he because, did have a pet. Yes. I do remember that too. Yeah, um, yeah. So one of the lines in this is like, find out everything about this Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. who her master was, where she's from, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Thrawn asks, find out who Ahsoka's master is, implying that he's unaware of who trained her. However, in the novel Thrawn Alliance, recently published by like Disney publishing or whatever, yeah, um, but it's still written by Timothy Zahn. Um, Thrawn meets Anakin Skywalker and is like told about something by somebody who refers to Ahsoka Tano by name and Skywalker's like that's my Padawan do you think Thrawn just doesn't remember this oh cool Anakin's kind of an unremarkable individual <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> you probably died I... yeah yeah. Well, he can't be that guy. That can't be Darth Vader. That guy was a fucking loser. The sand yeah. guy? The sand guy? You think everyone was like walking around like, how'd that guy get such a hot girlfriend? You know what I'm saying? Well, if they ever saw them interact, they would have sensed the chemistry, the raw animal magic between the two. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Remember when Natalie Portman shaved her head for V for Vendetta? I do. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you think she shaved her vagina for V for vagina? <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. It only makes yeah. sense. Bad baby. Um, so Thrawn asks the grandmothers to like do some sort of dark magic <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. I don't think they're old. They're old. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I call them? The grandmothers? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you think they they got to be somebody's mother, right? Yeah, I mean, legally obligated, and can't just call people mother. 
how do you think these who fucks these things like where do the new grandmothers come from like in dune we are told where the benny jesuit come from right like there's like a whole breeding like like it's like part of the story is like how we get more of us right Mm -hmm. do these things fuck the the darth maul guys I think so. I could be mistaken on that, but yeah, I want to say that may actually be covered in not the actual fucking, but just the general pairing. The the like breeding habits, like how we get these things. Yeah, yeah, I could be wrong. I yeah. I, I barely remember that part of Conway. They could be savagely oppressed, <laughs> like the yes, yes, the, yeah, the Sith Lord, savage oppressed. Yes, the uh, Baja Blast, Darth Maul. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Baja Blast. He's he's yellow, so he would be the Lime Wire. I believe that was the oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. flavor. Was it not? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because Code Red's the red one. Baja Blast is like the the Taco Bell green one. Mm-hmm. And I think Lime Wire was the uh, yellow one. I had a White uh, Mountain Dew the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did. The Lime Wire, that's the, uh, the old app, but you can download music and give your computer viruses, right? Yeah, it would give your computer AIDS. Yeah. Um, but it also was really convenient if you loved mislabeled MP3s. Like, <laughs> if you wanted to download, like, Rage Against the Machine covering something and then you download it. Smells like it, Teen Spirit. And- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. And it just smells like Teen Spirit or something like that. And you just have this like poorly mismanaged catalog. I always think like, how did I listen to that music? I guess I burned it onto CDs, right? Uh, At one point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't just sit at my computer and play those, like those compressed MP3 files off my computer speakers in my like mom's living room. Right. But but what a fucking time. Like, it literally took me, like, 20 seconds before getting on the air to get my new fun sound effects. And, <laughs> like, that would have taken me, like, a full day on LimeWire, you know? I bet, yeah. Yeah, at least 20 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah at least 20 minutes or so. Um, I've been listening to... I've been listening to Radiohead, like, all week. You a fan? <laughs> Uh, no, not, not particularly. I haven't really dove into their discography or anything. Interesting. I've been to Faith No More. Uh, you yeah. mentioned that, which is fun, because, yeah. like, you're like, I have been listening to Faith No More, and I literally just got home from, like, a Mr. Bongle concert. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube's been recommending me random other tracks that I've also been liking, and then whenever I look at the video, it's just fucking Mike Patton again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked uh, like shit the other night. Uh, when yeah. I saw him, yeah, that guy is a yeah, he's old. yeah, yeah, old and drunk. Like, that guy's a mess. Oh, um, well, yeah, that's yeah. sad, but at least he's still getting like a voice acting work in movies, mm-hmm. I assume, huh? Yeah, at least he's thinner than Thrawn, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I've been listening to Radiohead. I again, not uh, not a interesting thing to say but good band you know what i mean yeah. like arguably I'm controversial. Yeah. 
Yeah, uncontroversial opinion. Great band, you know, huge well, influence on my I life. Like Creep, but I don't want to say I like Radiohead because I haven't heard enough of their other stuff. Yeah, Creep is like the song that like Radiohead hates. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually saw them in like uh I guess the last time they ever toured, like 2018, um, mm. they did like four nights at Madison Square Garden, and the whole thing was like every night we're playing like a completely different set list. So you were like you weren't just going to see like Radiohead do like an album tour or something like you were yeah. just what's going to happen. And I, I went to like the creep night where they played creep for like the first time in like 30 years. And the look on, cause I guess they didn't tell Johnny Greenwood they were going to do it. And the look of his face on the jumbotron, like you could look it up on YouTube. He's so like, fucking just pissed kind of looking like he's just yeah. like so dead eyed like, <laughs> yeah this is why like I'm just gonna score PTA movies and like not mm-hmm. do this you know what I mean um but yeah interesting band and and kind of going through listening to whole albums and watching music videos and then I listened to that in rainbows album and I was like I remember when this came out because like it didn't get a physical release and it was like, pay whatever the fuck you want. And you got like a BitTorrent link. Oh yeah. Like, and Radiohead released a BitTorrent file and like was just hosting the BitTorrent. Like they were the Cedar. Remember like Cedars and Leechers? Yes. Yes. Now we're, we're post LimeWire. We're getting viruses through seeding and leeching BitTorrent said. That's um, how you get the lawsuits now. (laughs) That's how you get the paper to your house saying, stop downloading Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, John. (laughs) We're watching you. We're on to you. Yeah. Yeah. And your ex-wife being like, was it worth it? Was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy worth it? You never even watched it. pretty good in that. I remember nothing about that. I remember I got it for that and uh, a movie called The Ides of March, like like starring George Clooney and Ryan Gosling. And I, I didn't watch either of them. And like <laughs> this letter came and it, it specifically said like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And I was like, fuck, man. You know what I mean? Um, but I do remember like I vividly remember the LimeWire fucking BitTorrent days, you know. My roommate's still BitTorrent shit, like a psychopath, <laughs> like a fucking psychopath. Like I try and tell him about like f movies and shit, and he's just like, "No, nah, I'll just BitTorrent it." Like fucking. I may or may not uh, BitTorrent things on occasion, but it's I uh, may or may not be a member of like a private group that more obscure movies that the people that own them don't really give a fuck about. <laughs> Snuff films, yeah, I understand. No, 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 not yeah. quite, not quite. Japanese bondage stuff. Um, okay, there's some of that on there. I can't there, that No, that. I know there, yeah. there has to be. There has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there has right. to be. There has this, to be. That's it's, not what I'm downloading from there, but that's... No. The feed, the live feed from Videodrone, like, that's just on there. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for next week on Ahsoka. Like, I'm excited for the inevitable encounter of Ahsoka Tanu and the Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Balin Skull, who's now not with the bad guys. He's, like, on his own now, right? Yes. I mean, we still have all the villains on the board. We have a, a number of heroes now in the mix. Uh, and we have two episodes left. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get some good action and i curious to see how it ends like are they going to do a big cliffhanger and 
Now you gotta see the movie. I uh, I don't know what the the train events is for, like the release schedule for these Star Wars things. I don't keep track of that much. Uh, so I'm. I- I don't think Star Wars does either, unfortunately. <laughs> well, in between canceling things randomly, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, if there's something else that comes out before that, or is that where we're headed next? Uh, there's an indoor season two, and there's a thing called Skeleton Crew, which is going to tie into this. Also, I takes place it's like in- an animated thing. No, no, it's live action directed and written by John Watts, the guy who did the um, Spider-Man movies that were kind of mixed on. And uh, and it's starring uh, Jude Law. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm down for that. You know, it's kind of what I want. It's all new characters, which I'm down for, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, The Filoni movie seems to be the only thing that's actually going to happen, right? Um, I am curious if it's going to actually be a movie or if they're going to be like, now it's a Disney plus series, you know, which I think would be more fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be more fitting, but I do miss cinematic star Wars. I want a movie with this. If they're going to, if they're going to just fully commit, give us a big budget fucking star Wars movie. You can throw all the fucking heroes that you want to throw in there and. You want a Dave Filoni, the guy who can't tell a story in less than 22 hours to do a two and a half hour movie. I want it to be three hours. <laughs> yeah. No, I okay. don't want it to be three hours. I want it to be 2.15 at most. Okay. I'd yeah. say 2.17. I'd be okay with 2.17. No, the price is right now. I- <laughs> yep. 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 2.17 over under. <laughs> yeah. Before credits. Before credits. So oh, maybe yeah. like. 226 226 that's that's what i can deal with all right let's jump into our uh, our final thoughts and our reviews on ahsoka part six tell us how you really feel let's rate this So we here at the Fen the Furious rate and review all of our installments from one to five midichlorians. One midichlorian being the worst, five midichlorians being the best. We do accept half midichlorians. So with that being said, the long-awaited live-action debut of Grand Admiral Thrawn in Ahsoka, part six. Yes, part six. Far, comma, far away, dot, dot, dot. Travis, what say you? One out of five. Okay. This is going to be the same as last week and the week before. Four out of five. Mm. I, uh, I'm i digging it. This is kind of... The Star Wars I've pointed for ages where people are running around with lightsabers stabbing things. <laughs> for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The uh, characters are interesting for the most part. I uh, More the villain side of things. Sure. They look cooler anyway, so I get G.I. Joe and Cobra. <laughs> So Very much. Yeah, I uh and the, the heroes aren't off putting. So it, yeah. Except for Sabine. No, even she's at least visually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she is very pretty. So yeah. no uh, yeah, her action's decent. Uh her ass yeah. <laughs> is decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh but yeah, yeah, I I'm eager to see if they can stick the landing with this. Yeah, I am too. Like before we were 
uh, recording today, you texted me, did you watch it yet? I was like, yeah, and I loved it. And you're like, me too. And we were both kind of very, very enthusiastic about this episode and very, very enthusiastic about where this series took itself uh, because it started off with what I hoped it wasn't going to be right. And, and (laughs) that was a real bummer. Um, And had me really, really nervous kind of about where we were going to end up, but the big battle on Cetos episode, the Anakin episode, and now like the introduce introduction introduction of, um, Grand Admiral Thrawn and finally getting a payoff and, and the payoff feeling like, like valid, you know, it didn't feel like he didn't show up and say, hello, my name is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Here's everything I've done. Here's why I am bad. It was just like, nope, here's a character. And I get this character, um, on top of all the really cool imagery. And, um, this episode did something I really like, which, uh, scratches a different itch than what Andor does for me, where Andor isn't necessarily a, like a story that I'm interested in, like the overall concept of it, but the way it's told and the narrative and the way it develops its characters, like the pitch of like, what if Michael Cl- uh, Clayton, like in space in Star Wars is is so up my alley and it can be a little bit smaller story mm-hmm. than this where it's like here's another universe and here's this turtle race and here are these night sisters and like let's talk about um my my guys the zephos and like all the big universe building stuff uh, this episode i felt like in dune territory and that's stuff that i really like the big nerdy mythology stuff when done right and it's nice to see it getting the kind of red carpet treatment here and not just being thrown away in some comic books or some novels or, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a big risk doing that in live action. Cause this is an expensive series and I hope it's paying off. I feel bad because this, uh, the show started off so poorly that like, if we didn't have this podcast, I don't know if I would watch it all until it was done. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting that vibe from a lot of like my casual star Wars viewing friends, like guys who they like star Wars, but they, you know, they'll wait to till this is done to kind of like watch it all in one sitting. Um, and I might've contributed to that those first <laughs> two weeks. I might've been like, the yeah. show is not good. You know, the show is not good. I, you know, wait till it's done to see how it is. But yeah. now I'm, kind of on top of the mountain screaming like watch ahsoka watch ahsoka watch ahsoka same score i gave it last week four out of five you know like another dynamite episode um and again not focusing on the main character and this being like kind of the side arc where last week was kind of the side arc where it didn't necessarily move the plot forward but it just gave us a lot of character stuff it's actually interested in telling a story in an interesting way um, yeah. Do you think the first two episodes should be fan edited into a like a shorter, like a single episode, and just tighter and more bearable? Previously on Ahsoka, yeah. and just yeah. like a five minute clip show, <laughs> like like the beginning of Obi Wan. Remember when they did like previously on Star Wars the prequel movies, and it just yeah. gave us that like five minute clip show of what happened in the prequels. Mm-hmm. 
It could. It could. It could. I would do it on my final cut, but like I almost exploded my computer doing that the other day. Oh. Yeah, I went back to dabble on my uh, my very own Schneider cut again. I've been working <laughs> on and off on this for a couple of years, and then like my computer almost exploded as I was doing it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. What about you? I think that would be a good idea. Uh, I'd be willing to check it out if someone threw that together. If I went to rewatch, I like it. the uh, I like the first two episodes. I just don't. They're not as good as what come after, and all your criticisms about them being expository and um, self-referential to the fucking Rebel series, too reliant on it. All valid. Yeah. Do you think they're necessary? Mm. Only a little. Uh, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Just in getting them to CETOS, right? Kinda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... If you were to rewatch the series from the beginning, do you think you would watch those episodes again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I should watch. Interesting. Do you think the show is going to stick the landing? I hope so. I Yes, I'll go with yes. It's going to... Okay. We're going to get a down ending. It's going to be Return of the Jedi. And- <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm not going to make a prediction on that until next week, and I'm really excited about it being the penultimate episode mm-hmm. um, of... Ahsoka. This is being recorded in the midst of the writer and actor strike. Not a lot of news. And by a lot of news, I mean absolutely no news, unless you're interested, apparently, in how bad the new Expendables movie is, uh, has been released this week. So this is our first ever episode with no news segment. Very exciting time to be alive. Uh, very, very unfortunate time if you're a fan of film and television because mm-hmm. I'm genuinely scared this is going to last till February, January at least. And uh, I kind of hate all this because I just... At least well, Killers of the Flower Moon's coming out. Yeah. Right? Like, we're going to get a Michael Mann movie. We're going to get a Martin Scorsese yeah, movie. This is like just holding up stuff that fucking... Uh, will be made down the line it's holding it stuff where they just don't want to release it without promoting it properly yeah like the people who are going to see Killers of the Flower Moon are going to see it no matter what despite yeah. the promotion right like mm-hmm. but it's the movies like Dune 2 and like any new Star Wars Marvel DC projects where they're just like don't touch that stuff until we can roll out the red carpet for it Um, so it, it is unfortunate but it's the first episode uh of our podcast everywhere we have absolutely no news but next week we will be returning for the penultimate episode of ahsoka part seven of eight which i'm really really excited for and that's where i'm going to make my prediction on whether or not this show is going to stick the landing or not if you want to reach out to us you can email us at mcu beyond infinity podcast at gmail.com and if you want to join in on the conversation you can find us on social media at the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that Travis Kira and I have started to talk any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars, Space Whales, Purgatory, the um, the Zephos Boys. Throw your Zephos Boys theories at us over there. Um, send us sound bites of, of uh, Emperor Palpatine. Do it. And um, please remember to follow, subscribe, and 
rate us on whatever podcast provider you are listening to this on. It does go a long way whenever we see those ratings and listens and tell your friends. With all of that being said, until next week for the Fed and the Furious, my name is John. I'm Travis. 